Hello again, Broncos country. Denver Broncos are coming off of the first win of the season. Unfortunately, it came in week three, uh, week four, uh, and we're hoping that the rest of the season looks a little bit more like week four than it did one through three. Uh, Jared here, as always, with the pregame podcast brought to you by the Orange Weekly Broadcast Network. I'm joined by the forever on his way home from the gym, Spotty. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he is as ripped as you think he is. Spotty, how you doing, big dog? You know, after a win, I'm always feeling a lot better. Victory Monday sounds so much better than losing Monday, right? So uh, hopefully we can carry that momentum. Absolutely. We are here to break down the... uh, Jets game as we're going into a Jets game and then a short week into the Kansas City game. So we got a little bit to talk about in the Jets and we'll touch on a little bit how we feel after the Jets game. But uh, go ahead, sit back, relax and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, Spotty, let's get right into it. Uh, we Coming off a big win against the Chicago Bears, uh, who are actually doing very well as we record this on Thursday night, destroying uh, the Washington Commanders, who we lost yeah. to earlier in the year. Um, so making our win look a little bit better, comparatively, if you look at it that way. But we're going against a... Uh, uh, a team where we match up pretty much equally. Um, our defense is, and their offense are both terrible. And then our um, offense and their defense are both good. So how do you feel just blanketly about this game so far? You know, this is one of those trap games, I think they would call it, right? You come off a win, you're feeling a little high, and you see a team that has a struggling quarterback, you're thinking this is an absolutely game that we can walk all over their team. But we had we know that there's a lot of things going back and forth between these teams earlier, and Zach Wilson kind of put it together in that second half of this Chiefs game. So um, normally I would feel more comfortable going in a game against Zach Wilson, but after he kind of built a little fire against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I'm starting to feel slightly more nervous about this game than before. Yeah, 100%. And, and obviously the drama between um, Hackett being fired uh, with the last with four games left last season, now being their offensive coordinator, Sean Payton popping off the mouth with the Denver Post um, about how it was the worst, worst coaching job in the NFL. So there's a lot of things on the line. Luckily, uh, we have the home field advantage a little bit here. Um, but let's let's get right into it, man. Like, um, well, let's start with the, let's start with the negatives first, because I want to end on a positive note. So let's start with our defense first. That Russell or the first that uh, Zach Wilson offense, as you were talking about. Uh, Zach Wilson is struggling. Other than you know, he kind of started putting it together against Kansas City. Um, but in general, our defense is struggling more than I think literally any other position group and in, in any of the leagues in any of the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And especially because apparently the Bears' defense isn't as bad as uh, we thought it was. We allowed the Commanders to score uh, 34 points on us, was it? Uh, And uh, to this point, of course, like you were saying earlier, they had only scored 11. They might be a little more of that now. But 
Uh, I I think even more, I'm curious, especially with the release of Randy Gregory a couple of days ago, um, the one thing that we kind of were worried about before is our pass rush. We we haven't been able to get anybody and even just having an able body on the field uh, like Gregory Gregory. Randy Gregory was was a potential hoping that these guys that have been injured that haven't been playing for weeks and in certain cases like Baron Browning they haven't played since last year so that one fault of ours maybe even the biggest fault of ours is the fact that we haven't been getting pressure and now we we have less bodies to do so so uh if we can turn it up Um, I think in this last game against the Bears in the second half, we got to Justin Fields early and often. If we can do that and make sure that we're not giving up those chunk plays to uh, either Scanling or, or I'm sorry, Lazard or uh, Garrett Wilson, then we should be okay. But, you know, I I thought we would do that the the other weeks in the year too. Yeah, let's talk about that offensive line versus our defensive line right off the bat because I think that's a big piece. Uh, Makai Becton and uh, Vera Tucker, both first-round draft picks, 2020-2021, going to the New York Jets. They, they really invested in their tackles. Uh, can can we get there? Makai Becton having a little bit of a tougher year than he has in the past. Uh, Vera Tucker's having a very good year so far, um, giving up very little uh, pressures so far to Zach Wilson. However... Um, Nick Benito coming back, I think, might be able to help us, and I think that's part of the reason that we released Randy Gregory, other than the fact that we've been paying him a lot of money to do very little. Um, (laughs) uh, But I I think, uh, you know, Broncos country as a whole is excited to have Nick Benito back. Yeah, I'm excited for that. that. I think if we could see a lot more of that, clip it's Nick Benito comes swooping in grabbing Justin Fields arm as he drops the ball and Jonathan Cooper picks up the ball to run for uh, (laughs) a fumble recovery then I I would love to see a lot more of that Uh, I I trust the Broncos and the fact that they say they want to give more time to these young guys and I'm like okay cool I, I think they're I think truly we have the ability to take advantage of the Jets offensive line I don't believe it's as good as you know it should be Mekhi Becton is a monstrosity of a human being was he six seven 370 pounds or something like that he should be 363 yep oh okay well yeah, don't know. give him that much don't give him too much credit <laughs> <laughs> he, he swallowing up guys but i do believe that we have the ability to take advantage uh, of that line if if we can dial something up that's that's all I guess I have to say. You know, if we do more vanilla blitzes, we're going to get very bad results. Absolutely. And so the other the other part of that offensive line that uh, I don't think people are talking about is uh, enough is along with our offensive coordinator slash former head coach um, uh, Connor McGovern is now their starting center over oh. at uh, over at the Jets. So former Bronco there, who's also wow. not playing super well. But the interior of our um, the interior of our defensive line also have not been playing as well as they should be according to paper, right? Right. I mean, we talked about Zach Allen a couple days ago, and, and he's one name that you expect to hear a lot more from, and we haven't. And I, I you know, I, I this would be the time I'd say somebody should challenge him. Just Justin, you know. VJ, somebody challenged this guy to be a disruptor because 
we know that if we can't take advantage of the middle of the field, we are probably going to run into problems with this. Well, I'm assuming to be the next topic, and that's uh, the running game for the uh, Jets. Yep, let's do it. Brees Hall. Uh, the, the, now, Brees Hall has not been able to get get on board as much. You, if you watch that Kansas City game, what was it, a Monday night game, Sunday night game, whatever? It was a night game. Um, and, and he wasn't really get a lot, like getting much to going comparatively to like what he's capable of because this dude is or this dude is a monstrosity of a runner, um, and I think part of it has to do with that offensive line. And you know he was on a snap; he's been on a snap count still. Uh, this week, Robert Sala said he's no longer on a snap count. There is so there is a chance that we're going to see a lot of Brees Hall early and often. And even when the Broncos' defense was good last year, I, I mean, you could, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the stats are out there. But he rushed for over 100 yards, but one of the one of those was a huge chunk play for 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. So they, when we were at our best, he was able to beat us. I, I, I'm a little worried about this team who gave up 103 to wrote, uh, to uh, Khalil Herbert, gave up to 200 to Mozart and. And uh, uh, two hundred piece, yeah, that's, that's right. Two hundred to both of us. To both of them. About that, obviously, I think all the fantasy pundits are like, "Start Brees Hall, he's going to go crazy." So, it, uh, it, but that starts there. If if there, if we can find a way, if out, you know, Singleton and Jose Jewell can be running around the field like their hair is on fire, and we can stop the run. And okay, you know, please hit the first tackle instead of the third or the fourth. I, I think that's truly where the game can skew in our favor, at least on the defensive side. Um, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, our linebackers, which was kind of like our our key last year to being so good, is are not doing so well in the run defensive grade. Uh, Drew Sanders sit, sitting in for the, uh, the injury. Alex Singleton on the other side. Um, just their run defense grade is not not where it was last year and not where we want it to be. Right, right. And that rookie, Drew Sanders, is a little undersized to be right now to be that run stopper that you hope he would be. Absolutely. All right, let's let's go outside. Uh, so surprisingly, Randall Cobb not being one of their their top wide receivers, just not playing well this year. I think the, the lack of Aaron Rodgers back there isn't helping. But, yeah, uh, Garrett Wilson um, – uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard playing decently well as long as uh, Zach Wilson can get him the ball. Are, are we worried about that matchup? Obviously, we're not super worried about Pat Sertan, who hasn't been playing probably his best, I'd say, this season. Like, there's been a couple plays that we're like, that was that was Pat. Uh, but Mathis, man, he's just been struggling uh, this, this season. Um, how are we feeling about that matchup right now against those two wide receivers? I, I, I feel Garrett Wilson... If he was on any other team, like if he, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers-esque player, if he had that kind of quarterback, that man would probably be up there in those conversations with the Jamars and the Justin Jeffersons. Maybe not on fully of their level, but he's shown the ability to almost be quarterback-proof. Uh, who was it back in the day, DeAndre Hopkins, where he had eight quarterbacks thrown to him, but he still dominated the league? He looks like he may have that kind of talent. So if we're not careful and he's switching over to Mathis' side, uh, if we're if if we're giving them too much time back there, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of trouble. But uh, I, I we can only hope that we can fix that. Uh, it, 
we'll, we'll see. You know, uh, Lazard Lazard doesn't scare me too much, but any any wide receiver who has too much time uh, is going to find the open space. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. And the last thing we'll talk about on the Denver Broncos defense. Um, with Justin Simmons, the expectation is Justin Simmons is going to be back. He was a game-time decision last week, so one more week of rest, he should be back. Do you think that helps? I, mean, I think that helps huge with our the deep game threat, specifically uh, maybe not outside the numbers, but inside the numbers. Justin Simmons should be able to stop anything um, coming in the, in the medium to, to long range, right? I think the biggest spot that it helps us is having the leader on the field. Uh, I, I, who, ha- who has the defensive play calling? Who has the green dot on the defense for us right now? Uh, I think it's Alex Singleton. Okay. I, I think just having Justin on the field, uh, it changes so much for us when it comes to mentality. And of course, we know how good of an athlete he is and how good of a safety he is. He's not going to allow that a lot of that over-the-top stuff. Matter of fact, uh, he's, I mean, and he's our interception guy. Led the team in interception yeah. for how many years straight? We know what he's going to do, but it's really about his leadership that I think we've been sorely missing the last couple of games. I, I kind of hope that he changes that, uh, changes all of that for us. So, you know, we're not allowing over that top stuff and at least some of those mental breakdowns that we've been having. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, we, we talked about it on uh, Tuesday night show, my, my biggest concern with the Broncos Everyone wants to blame VJ, and I obviously am not against blaming VJ on the defensive woes, but <laughs> right. a lot of it's a breakdown in coverage. Like, you're, you're seeing guys going in the wrong place. There's two people on one guy, and then that leaves a tight end that nobody knows, Cole Komet, wide open for a touchdown. Um, so it, it's it's situations like that. Maybe that's the guy. Maybe Justin Simmons coming back is going to to stop that. Right, right. At least, at least help us in those dump-off passes. I think that's truly what's been killing us. It, it's it maybe even not as many of those long down the field plays and throws. It I feel like even if you go back to Tyreek's first touchdown against in the Dolphins game, and even most of Cole Komet's touchdowns in his last game, it was a pass that probably only traveled ten to twelve yards. And you can probably check me on that. It passed. Went ten to twelve yards, and then it, they ran, you know, for the rest of the forty or eighty. If you're Tyree Kill, yeah, there was one Cole commit that was deep over the middle that I feel like if Justin Simmons in that game, he definitely would have had that. It was a safety problem, um, but in the Tyree Kill, I think it was like a fifteen yard. It was a fifteen yard crosser, and they're just two two guys on one, two defenders on one wide receiver because he came up instead of thinking about the cross coming across. And I think that's a communication issue on the defensive backsides. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It's not like we're not getting these super deep passes thrown over us. It's they're, they're getting passes 10 to 15 yards and then scoring touchdowns because there's no one behind them. Oh, yeah. Then, then the yards after catch against them have to be a ridiculous figure right now. Oh, yeah. It's got it's disgusting, and I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's switch it up. Let's talk about some positives of the Denver Broncos. Um, our offense finally starting to get clicking. Um, this is probably the first season in since the Super Bowl, since Peyton Manning retired, that we feel like our offenses actually start like positives, uh, has a lot of positives going for it. Um, however, that means that we're going up against a, a pretty strong Jets secondary specifically and, and a decent pass rush. Uh, how are you feeling about that matchup as a whole? You know, I was scouring the internet a little bit before this and just kind of looking at stats of going around the league and, now, one gentleman brought up the fact that the 
Jets defense hasn't allowed anybody to score more than 23 points this thus far in the season, and that's including a, a primetime matchup against the Chiefs. And I, you know, I, that's an impressive number to even think about, considering yeah. this type of NFL where it's all about scoring. I mean, shoot, we were just talking about the Bears. They scored 30 points in the almost in the first half to in tonight's game against an AO, a kind of an OK defense. So we know this league is about scoring, and for a team to come in and prevent everybody to be able to, you know, score 24 points, that's impressive. So that uh, it gives me a little pause to think where where can we truly take advantage of this particular defense and you know we're, this is what we bring in Sean Payton for um, we need to pinpoint the areas of weakness on their team and figure out how we can get it I mean for for a quarter almost it seemed like the Chiefs were going to score 40 points on this Jets defense until they adjusted so it, it's not like it's an impossible feat you just have to know when and where to plug in the players and which plays to call. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think this is Sean Payton's first legitimate uh, test of the season as far as, like, a good defense. Like, the, the commanders had a good pass rush, but outside of that, their secondary wasn't great. I, I think this is going to be an interesting look at uh, what Sean Payton can dial up and how much, you know, that guy, is. Uh, he, he looks at so much film. Um, he's probably going to see. He's probably going to look at it so much, and I'm, I'm interested to see if he comes out here and can score the 35 points. I mean, we've been putting up an average of 30 points a, a game, right. if I'm not mistaken. Right. So um, it'd be, it'd be nice to see that? if we can do it. Right. And that's that's why it's the high point of our season right now is at three and one or at one and three. Um, right. <laughs> okay. So let's start on the offensive line. So Garrett Bowles, uh, zero pressures last week at, at a very good game. Uh, Quinn Miners actually having a very good game at the guard position. Um, their one defender that everyone's worried about, as always, uh, the 2019 first round uh, third selection, Quinnen Williams, a great yeah. pass rusher. We've got to be yeah. worried about him. Um, Cushenberry's having an okay season, a lot better than he did last year. Last year was really rough for him. Um, how are you feeling about that matchup? I, and Mike McGlinchey, uh, we talked about on the Tuesday show, man, he's struggling. Man, um, the the down lineman for the Jets, it, 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 it's bringing thoughts of the Washington Commanders game. Um, yeah. But in game, in the matchups up front that we were going to be having some issues. Now, our team was able to score at will, mostly because their secondary wasn't very good. This is going to come. This is that matchup where the secondary is much better, and so those down linemen are able to kind of pin their ears back and go after it. Uh, I I think we're going to have to see a bunch of double teams. I think Ben Powers or Cushenberry they're going to have to help each other out against Quinnen. And if I mean this is kind of goes back to last year, I, you know I, I've mentioned a couple times those a gaps those are very important because the Jets take advantage of their strong down lineman play. They're going to send those linebackers in the A and the B gaps to get to the quarterback in that you know straight line as possible. So uh, I could see us moving the pocket a pretty good amount to help out the offensive linemen. So get, get Russ rolling out right, get Russ rolling out left, and hopefully um, moving some coverage in front of it. If we don't find ways to give Russ more yeah, and the and the just play a true four three defense, which you don't see a lot in the NFL anymore because of that trust in Quinn and Williams and that interior front. Like you, you can't play a four three if you don't have a good solid interior defensive line. 
and um, they they play that true four three. Their linebackers and Quincy Williams, um, and then uh, C J Mosley, who another Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, been in the league for a long time. Yeah. Um, when, when they play that true four three, it's really hard to run against that. And and if we're going to try to rely on um, Javante Williams, which I think a lot of people are expecting. Hopefully he stays healthy. Everyone said it's going to be a short term. Hopefully he's he's in there to play. But any of our running backs, it's going to be very it's very difficult to run against a four three just in general. Um, and the fact that they can run a four three and still get pressure is is going to be it's it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, and like I said, I'm super super intrigued to see how Sean Payton plays against that. Uh, like, like you said, moving the pocket out, maybe doing some short stuff. Uh, Adam Troutman might have a pretty decent game this week. Um, and I can expect our wide receivers to get quite a few passes out of the backfield just to just swing it out, get them out of the out of the pocket. Yeah, and I, I think um, you touched on it a couple of days ago. We might need that running back to be in the backfield to help out. So if Javante isn't isn't healthy, that might be some Ajay Piran, meaning that we may not see Big G too much. Yeah, he just he was just too small. He's getting blown up too much in the backfield, and, and I think he's still got a lot to learn. And I, I don't think it's going to be this season, but eventually he probably will get there. But he's you're only going to see Big G probably in in mandatory pass downs uh, where you need him to get that outside outside leverage and then the quick feet to try to break a tackle or two to get to the first down. Right. Uh, all right. So their secondary. Here's the scariest part about the Jets defense. Um, obviously, Sauce Sauce Hold Gardner. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, however, before the show, I was telling you, I don't know if anybody knows this, I'm on Pro Football Focus, Sauce Gardner is not the highest-ranked cornerback on the Jets' defense. It's actually DJ right. Reed, uh, right. a guy who's been around the league for a long time, um, is, is a higher-ranked corner. I think part of that in due to the fact that they have a very good pass rush and people try to avoid Sauce's side. So they end up throwing to, to DJ Reed, who's doing pretty well, playing pretty well in the secondary. And then not not to forget Jordan Whitehead uh, as one of their safeties. And then um, Adrian Amos, who's a fifth-round pick, another guy that's been along for a really long time, since 2015, um, at, at their safety spots. All their, all their secondary is playing very well. How are uh, How is Russell Wilson, Marvin Mims, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy going to respond to that kind of coverage? That, I'm not gonna lie. That that part that of this might be what really you know worries me most about this game. Unfortunately, we haven't seen Cortland and Jerry Judy. I mean, Cortland stepped up for us in that Miami game, uh, minus the fumbles. We haven't seen Jerry Judy get back to his put one foot in the ground and take off um, route running. We don't see Marvin Mims too much. I think Peyton's going to have to change that. I think that we're going to need to see Marvin Mims most more to take advantage of the Jets and the nickel. I, you know, that give us something. I think it was even the Chiefs uh, slot receiver that was having the most successful game in the first half. Uh, that guy Rice or something like that. Uh, I, I think we're going to need to do that exact same thing. And we, we know Marvin Mims is a superior athlete. If Cortland doesn't step up or if Judy doesn't do the things that Judy has, we're going to have a rough day out there on the sidelines. And, you know, I could end up seeing, you know, like you said, Troutman being the number one receiver for us this weekend. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think just to, to echo what you said, uh, Adam, Adam Troutman and Jerry Judy are going to have to have big games in order for us to win this uh, and outscore them. And Jerry Judy, we need to get the ball in Jerry Judy's hands in the short 
uh, intermediate routes in that slots position in order for us to win because that outside's going to be covered. It's going to be very difficult for us to get there. And if we learned anything from the rest of last year, from what we saw, he's very scared to throw the one-on-one -on -one balls. Luckily, um, you know, we got brought Sean Payton in, who's, who's a guy that can scheme open wide receivers. Uh, Russ is not a guy that's going to throw a contested ball. Uh, he's, he's a little, he's not, he's not the gunslinger that's going to throw a couple interceptions. He's a guy that's going to wait for the guy to be open or know that the guy's going to be open. So in this game, it's a little, it's going to be a little difficult because they're going to be covered and it's going to be, in, unless he's throwing those one, one-on-one -on -one balls, which I'll take Sutton and Mims over some of those guys. I'll, I'll be right. honest. Uh, but, but I don't think he will. I don't think he's willing to take that risk. And especially in the state that the Broncos are. That you know, every game now is a must-win. We went zero and three to start the season. He's not going to be able to. He's not going to throw up a bunch of picks in this game to to make his to to tank his draft stock as well, right? His stock right now is is through is going up, and he can't tank that right now. So he's got to get Jerry Judy and Adam Trotman. Um And like I said, you're going to see Javante Williams and some guys in the backfield get a lot of balls, and hopefully the yards after catch is going to be good. That's that's what we have to rely on. Hey. I, I, I'm okay with that. If if we can win that and somehow find a way to, you know, limit the the chunk plays in this game, it may not be an exciting game. I I have a feeling that Sunday's game is not going to be exciting for anybody else uh, except for Broncos, you know, fans with a win. But if we can do that, not only can we run the clock, but we but we can also, you know, limiting the the turnovers always helps to win football games, which we been doing a lot better on the turnover battle this year we have been yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent and um it, it's really going to come down to how how we hold on to the ball obviously the uh everyone's remembering the the sutton fumbles in the miami game but in general that was that was out of hand before it got in hand to begin with right but, um yeah our, our turnover ratio has been much better this season i agreed Right. Okay. On either side of the ball, offense or defense for the Denver Broncos, what's one matchup this week that you really like want to focus on? And if we lose that matchup, we lose. If we win that matchup, we win. It's got to be the front four for the uh, on the defense for the Broncos. I if if the Broncos can get the pass rushers, you know Benito and Cooper, if Frank Clark's coming back, if Brian Browning's coming back, if we can get those guys in and force uh, Zach Wilson to step up into the pocket, we're going to win the game. And But, of course, not only just that, but also, you know, plugging the holes they need to plug to make sure that the linebackers can get those downfield tackles on the running back on Brees Hall. So if, if the front four guys can win their battles when they should, the Broncos should turn this Jets, this promising Jets, This promising Jets offense into you know you know what it what, what we thought it was going to be with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I I think that's that's an exact kind of where I was going. So I'm just going to go back one level. I think the linebacker play is going to be the biggest difference. Like obviously the pressure on Zach Wilson is going to be big on the in the pass game. And what can Drew Sanders and Alex Singleton do against this run game? I don't want Brees Hall running for 200 yards on us. And I think that's the Jets' game plan. I think that's going to be the biggest matchup here. If if Brees Hall has over 200 yards, we lose this game just straight up. Um, and that's going to come down to that linebacking core. This, this isn't a popular thing that Bronco fans would want to hear. If we're going to lose this game, I want to lose it because Zach Wilson found a way to throw for 300 yards, not because right. uh, Brees Hall found a way to run for 150. 
a hundred. Yep, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I I'm with you on that. But you're right; it's probably not super popular. I'd rather than throw all over Damari Mathis and we still figure out how to keep it close than Brees Hall to just be able to take it up the middle for 150, 200 yards. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So final final thoughts and then uh, score predictions for this game. Uh, it, it's a short week after this to to Kansas City, but I think this is a winnable game. What are you thinking? It's hard to say this, and we always it, – it, it's a must win. People are like, come on, guys, it's only week five. It's not a, it's not a <laughs> must win. But quite on, quite frankly, it is a must win. We, the teams that we've beaten or played well have also then stunk it up the next week or played well the next week. I can't even figure out what kind of team this Broncos uh, team is. I get it. We're, we're not healthy. We're about to – I mean, we're about to put, what, possibly six to seven guys who haven't been uh, playing with us all year onto the field here in the next, if not this week, but in the coming weeks. It, it, we have to win this game. There's, we, there's Winning this changes the momentum of the year. It's a lot easier to play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City after a win on a short week than a loss. So I think we're go- it's not going to be a pretty game. I said this already. I believe the Broncos are going to win 17-14, uh, but I think it's going to take some time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we only score three points in the first half. Hmm. I I like it, uh, even though the Broncos are notorious for scoring on the first drive. I like the, I like the <laughs> thought process. Uh, with all the drama going on, with everything going on with, um, with our former head coach and their offensive coordinator, um, yeah, we need this win. Like you said, it's, it, this is a must-win going into a division rival on a Thursday because going into a division rival after losing the Jets on a Sunday is not going to be the same as going in on a Thursday winning to the Jets. Like it, it's just not. It's not. And um, you chalk it up however you want. We're we're one and three, and at this point, almost every game's a must-win until we can get at least a five hundred or just above five hundred. If we if we're at four and three. Maybe the game's not a must-win, but still, like we we gotta we gotta win this to be able to get any hope of our season back um, after we lost all of it in the Miami game. So I'm with you. I think this is gonna be a lower-scoring game. I do think I think that they're going to get a couple big plays on us, and I think it's gonna be like either like a trick play or something crazy. They're gonna try like an onside kick we're not ready for. I'm just expecting the Jets to come out after all the drama that happened to just come out with something crazy because they they're desperate to win. Uh, I I. They're also a one and three team, so they're just they're in the same spot we are. So they're coming out ready to to try some something desperate. I think they're going to score twenty, uh, but I also think that I have trust in our offense. Their defense is scary, but I think I have a trust in our offense to score. You know, twenty three, twenty three to twenty. I think we win on a field goal at the end of the game. Okay. Uh, I, I've not seen anything from the Broncos that have shown me that we're going to be in the lead and keep the lead. Uh, <laughs> ever, so uh, I want to. I want to. It's going to be close. It's probably going to be back and forth. Um, I think we're going to get get a decently scoring, maybe ten to ten or ten to thirteen in the first half, uh, and then the second half is going to be about the same until the fourth quarter. There's going to be nothing in the third quarter until the fourth quarter. We're going to see some scoring, just go back and forth. Um, but I do pick the Broncos to win. We are two and a half point favorites uh, for the record. In, in Denver, which is not much, it basically means like we have home field advantage. People right. call them this kind of like an even line. Um, yeah, Bro, this is going to be an Bronco interesting fans, game. 
loud, man. Going to need the Bronco fans to be loud, to show up and be loud. For sure. We definitely need Denver uh, to be loud for this game. Uh, Zach Wilson's not good in the loud crowds, so let's right. just get him. Let's just get him out of his element. And like I, like we said, hopefully if we can stop Brees Hall and we can get Russell or uh, Zach Wilson out of his well element, then we'll be all right. Yeah, send your hot moms, everybody. Keep Zach Wilson. <laughs> all right, Spotty. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Do you have any final thoughts on this? Uh, I think. I think this is going to start us off pretty well. I think this will help. the win here will help us on, on a short week to go to Kansas City so we can play Kansas City tough. Love it. Well, Spotty, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Um, stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribing to the Orange Weekly Broadcast Network on all of your social media platforms, including here. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And we'll end it off, Spotty, as we always do on a very strong Go Broncos! Go Broncos! Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.